The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Laura Wilkinson is a diver, Olympic gold medalist, and the first woman ever to win the three major diving titles. And she's here on the show just now. Congratulations for all of that. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I'm so glad that we've got you on the show now, because I was originally thinking, oh, we could maybe get you on around the Olympics, and here we are, months (laughs) later, but it's great to have you finally here. Thanks, yeah. I mean, the, the Olympics is always fun to watch and to recap it too. So no worries. Yeah. <laughs> so first off, what's it like to be an Olympic and much more than that, just a diver in general? Is it fun? I love it. I mean, there's there's nothing quite like the feeling of flying through the air and then just slicing through the water. You know, there's this, yeah. there's a certain feel you have when you hit just right and you know underwater that it was good. And that just, to me, that's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, that must be some kind of adrenaline rush, right? Because I suppose you've maybe gotten over this by now, but a lot of people would be terrified from jumping all the way from that height. You would be surprised how many platform divers are actually afraid of heights. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you have to deal with that. Um, and there's there's the fears that the higher, you know, you you go up there's the the harder impact you can have if you make a mistake and so that's oh, yeah. that there's that big fear in there but then you you can't just think about that you have to be able to focus on every action and what you're doing and stay in the moment and putting mm-hmm. that fear aside and that's one of the biggest challenges of our sport but at the same time there's nothing better than like overcoming that fear that is just such a good feeling yeah and is it true that you kind of have to build your way up because if you'd never done diving before and went straight oh, yeah. for the 10 meters you'd end up with a very serious injury yeah that could be bad yeah we start i mean there's all the way down to a one meter springboard and a three meter springboard and then the platforms start at five seven and a half and ten meters and when you're in like the junior levels like you're under 18 you can do all three of those boards the five seven and ten um but once you get to uh, the senior level, which is more like Olympic level, then you have to go off the 10 meter. Yeah. So what first got you interested in diving in the first place? Well, I was a gymnast growing up. Um, in the 80s, I was a kid and I saw that epic moment of Mary Lou Retton doing this perfect 10 vault in the LA Olympic Games. And I was like, I want to do that. And I want to stand on the top of the podium. So I had 
those big dreams of being an Olympic champion when I was, you know, like eight years old. Mm. But after a few years of gymnastics, as much as I loved it and I was decent at it, I realized I wasn't going to be the level I wanted to be. But that dream of the Olympics was still, you know, burning really bright inside my heart. And so I just started to pursue other sports until I could find something that I thought I could, you know, pursue the Olympics in. And so I, I tried, you know, tennis and track and softball um, and eventually found my way into diving uh the end of my freshman year of high school yeah and the thing is diving was never really something we did at school i don't know about you so (laughs) i guess it's harder and also i have no idea where the nearest diving board is to me so i guess access to diving is very limited yeah that's that's a great point um because i had seen it on tv and i'd even you know we had a little springboard like you know kind of like a little plank in our backyard pool and and we used to play around like doing gymnastics Stuff, but I never thought for some reason that that was a sport I could do until I ran into an ex-gymnast friend that had started it. And that's kind yeah. of how I found my way in. So, um, you know, where, where I'm at, like in um, the U.S., uh, our governing body is USA Diving. And so they yeah. have links on their website where you can find local clubs and you can email them and get in contact with clubs that are more local to you. So for us, that's the best way to probably find something in your area. Yeah, definitely. And I guess maybe it doesn't help that when you go to a normal swimming pool, the signs <laughs> everywhere say, no diving so you can't even practice off the edge (laughs) right we're a dangerous daredevil group (laughs) yeah definitely so i don't really know how much you'd know about the uk but given that's our main listeners Mm -hmm. do you have any advice for them in general on how to get into diving well i think it's the same thing um i mean great britain diving i'm sure they have a website where you could probably start there because i know there's several clubs throughout the country um and they they do like to do talent id like sometimes they will go to schools and pick kids based on their um you know their body and and what like kind of uh if they if they look like they might be the right fit or they're super flexible or something that has a good aspect of our sport so start asking questions you know start asking local clubs maybe you know it's it's really connecting with people and finding out um where you could go you know um it's really just start talking to people (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely and to be a diver i take it you don't really have to be an amazing swimmer because that's a separate sport entirely you just have to be able to get out of the pool safely when you're done yes i doggy paddle to the side (laughs) no no big strokes for me um and it's funny because we get lumped in with swimming a lot Mm. um like here in the u.s we do in college the divers are considered part of the swimming team it's the swimming and diving team but we're (laughs) other than we're in water there's nothing the same we're more like gymnasts that are instead going headfirst into the water i would say we're more like gymnasts or trampolinists that's kind of more of our skill set so yeah that's it's a big difference yeah and even a big difference in the way that the sport is actually won because it's not really a clear winner that you can see it's sort of done based on aesthetics right is that Mm -hmm. how it's done basically yeah it's subjective yeah exactly there's there's a scoring like we have judges similar to gymnastics figure skating um but you also have degree of difficulty so you get to choose the dives that you're doing um but you can either choose something with low degree of difficulty that maybe you'll score higher on more consistently or you can kind of gamble a little bit and up that degree of difficulty but it may take more risk on can you hit it as well so you know and that's multiplied by the scores that you get on your your dive and so it kind of all adds together at the end so um and there's also i don't know if you've seen the synchronized diving have you seen any of that that's great and that's and that's a great spectator event for people who don't know the sport very well because it's super easy to see 
are these two people going at the exact same time? Does it look mm -hmm. like one diver in the air? Is it really off? So that tends to be an, a, like more spectator friendly event. Yeah. And it's really fun too. It's kind of our only team event right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I guess that's the thing with watching diving in an athletics or swimming race or whatever, you can clearly see who's won. But diving, you have to wait until the scores come in before you can celebrate. Right. So there's that. There's always those anxious moments where everybody's just holding their breath waiting. <laughs> yeah. You, of course, won a gold medal back in, what year was it, 2000 or something? Yeah, 2000. 21 years ago. It's crazy. Yeah. So I've seen the video of it. And when you started competing, you were in last place, I think. And I think the commentator said you are basically got no chance of having a medal. And then you managed to completely turn it around and win gold. So what was going through your mind? Is it a kind of never give up mentality? Oh, for sure. Um, and, and diving could be exciting like that because it's yeah. you can't give up until the last diver has done the last dive because anything mm. can really happen. We had at that point, they used to carry over some of our scores from a previous round from the semifinal rounds. Yeah. And so I was in a little bit of a deficit. That's why I was in eighth place going into the final five dives. Yeah. Um, but after the first dive, I jumped into fifth. And in the third round of five girls that were in front of me, completely missed. I hadn't seen them miss the entire month. I, I guess felt the pressure and everyone missed and I jumped into the lead by like a point. And mm. so, and I, and I couldn't see the scoreboard at that point, but I knew <laughs> that, that, that something had happened. There was a big shakeup and I had to be within striking distance. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people, diving is a very mental game. Most sports are, um, ours is just kind of substantially on the mental side. And, and there's sometimes when people do a bad dive early on, or they know they're behind, they kind of just give up. Yeah. But I have won several world titles with missed dives in early rounds, but you have to just continue, you know, plowing away and, and doing your best because you just never know how it's going to turn out. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes you see the divers look pretty pleased with themselves when they have finished their dive. So I take it there is an element of knowing that you've done a good job. Oh, for sure. For sure. Especially if maybe it's a harder dive or it's a more important moment, you know. Yeah. Um, some people try to keep their poker faces on, but usually after that last dive, all the emotions start coming out. Yeah. Where do you actually keep your gold medal then that's what I want to know well it's in a very secret spot in my closet ah. <laughs> <laughs> no I just keep it I kind of keep it handy in this little case because I like to take mm. it to events that I'm doing um, if I show up at a meet where there's a lot of um, young athletes like I'll, I'll take it out and let them touch it wear it because um, the very first time I saw an Olympic gold medal, I was my, it was my freshman year in college, and mm. one of the swimmers had just been to the Atlanta Olympics and won three gold medals, and he brought them in for us, us to see. And I had always been an Olympic junkie. I'd always had these big Olympic dreams, but I hold his gold medal that made me understand how real it was and how, like, this guy just went and did this. It's actually possible. It's not just a dream. Like, this person accomplished it. And so something changed inside me when I got to hold and see those medals. So I love to do that for like the next generation coming up. I love to inspire and encourage people, hopefully in that same way, um, that there's just something powerful about realizing that these dreams we have can actually come true. Yeah, definitely. And you'd had a bit of an injury before you won the gold medal. So I guess it's an even greater achievement to have got one. Yeah, yeah. I, I broke my foot in three different places uh, about three months before our Olympic trials. And mm. that was a really challenging time. I obviously couldn't train normally. I had to we had to think outside the box and I did a lot more visualization and kind of mental study and training um, than I was used to. And I only had about two weeks
weeks in the water before the trial. So it was a very different um, experience going up to that point, but it, it turned into a huge blessing and made me so much more mentally strong than I think I would have been had I not broken my foot. So sometimes those big obstacles that we encounter that we just think might be the end can actually be our biggest blessing, you know, our biggest kind of catapult. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If we look for the opportunity inside of it. Yeah, definitely. It's an inspirational story there. And I guess it's just more evidence of having a attitude where you shouldn't give up. <laughs> Exactly. The eternal optimist. Yeah, exactly. So as well as winning your Olympic gold medal, you've also been the first woman ever to win the three major diving titles. What actually are these three diving titles then? Uh, It's the Olympics, the World Cup and the World Championships. Those are all Uh, our world level events. Yeah. Yeah. So what was it like winning them? Um, I I mean, you know, each each competition was kind of its own beast. I'd been Mm. to lots of World Cups and lots of world championships um it just kind of came together uh in those moments and and actually in 2005 i thought that might have been my last competition i had had a really um bad wrist surgery january of that year um Mm. that i i was having a really hard time coming back from there was a lot of pain i wasn't able to do a lot of diving some days Mm. like off the top maybe 15 dives off of a 10 meter would be a lot in a session because it's really hard on your body there were Mm. days i could do 10 there were days i could only do one and i never knew what dive would be my last one so it it shifted the way that I had to look at each dive in a practice. It made each dive so much more important. Mm -hmm. And it was actually, I'm kind of notoriously 
known as a finals diver where I'm like not very good in the earlier rounds, but then I come on strong later. And at that world championships, I actually won the prelims and I stayed in the lead throughout the whole competition. And so that was, that was such a cool moment. And I thought it was maybe going to be my last competition. So there was something really sweet about that, but it actually became a turning point where I was like, no, I want to keep going. And I actually want to learn harder dives. And I really kind of pushed the envelope for women um, doing a lot of dives that no other women were doing and really only a handful of men were doing at the time yeah and it's just exciting to have the record of being the first woman to win all three of them does have you ever thought about that really (laughs) yeah that was that was a pretty cool thing i feel like china tends to dominate in those statistics uh in our sport and so to to be able to beat beat that country out for that title was uh was pretty cool (laughs) yeah what is it with china they seem to always do really well is it just down to them having the highest population and statistically would have more people good at it i don't know well it's a system i mean they have a system they pull kids um from schools when they're little they they like we talked about the talent id early on they get kids that have the capabilities for diving at a very young age and they they put them where they're they're diving full-time since they're you know five six years old and so it's a totally different system um, than really the rest of the world. And so that's where I think Mm. they get not just really good divers, but depth. They have a lot of depth. Yeah. Do the pools have a lot of depth? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, I think we're like on the platform side, the minimum, it has to be 16 feet deep. So it's like about five meters, I guess. Um, And sometimes it's as deep as 18 feet. Um, But the springboard side, I think it has to be maybe 12 or 13. So yeah, the higher you go, the deeper you generally want the pool to be. Yeah, definitely. Is it easy to injure yourself when diving or? Oh yeah. I mean, like any sport, you know, it has its hazards. Uh, On springboard, I think you get more injury from probably repetition. Like you're, you're having to bend the board. So sometimes there can be knee issues, um, you know, or just the, the arm circling you have to do on springboard can do shoulder shoulder problems. Um, on platform, it's really the impact. It's not so much the, the starts because it's the steady, very hard surface, but you're hitting the water at 30 to 35 miles an hour. So it's kind of like a small car wreck every time. So even if you go in really good, sometimes that even hurts more. <laughs> so there's a lot of wear and tear that comes with that. Yeah. So what are each of the different individual diving sports and which ones have you done? The different events? Yeah. Within the sport? Yeah. So um, at the Olympic level, you have three meter springboard and 10 meter platform. And then there's also synchronized where you do it with a partner next to you on the three meter and the 10 meter. Um, At the world competition, they also have a one meter springboard. um, And so that's, you know, a lot lower, obviously. uh, And so it's not an Olympic event yet. Um, But yeah, I mean, I've competed all three of them. Um, I was decent at springboard. I made a few world world meets but i've just always been better at platform and that's what's more exciting to me so that's kind of kind of where i stayed (laughs) have you ever peed in the pool (laughs) i won't tell if you won't (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah just keep it between me and you and everybody listening (laughs) so what would you say is the best part about being a diver the best part about being a diver um honestly there's kind of a camaraderie with the divers like all around the world there's there's it's such a small group that it's very family-like atmosphere and you get to know everybody whether it's within your state or your country or if you're at the world level you get to know the same group of divers and you kind of grow up with them and and it's really not like any other sport i've ever been a part of or witnessed um and it's really truly special like there's for an example there's this um 
girl who's a, a diver at University of North Carolina, and she was just diagnosed with leukemia, which is like a blood cancer. And yeah. like every club, like all the college clubs, um, all the the age group clubs, everybody is posting these things. We dive for Emily, and everybody's in support of her, and mm-hmm. everybody knows her because she's been at all the national meets. So there's this camaraderie that is really not like another sport I've experienced. Yeah, that's so interesting, actually, that diving has that community in particular. Do you think it's mm-hmm. anything to do with the sport? I don't know. Can't think of any reason, but maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think first because it's small. And so you do mm. kind of get the same group of people at all of the meets that you get. So you get to know everybody really well. Yeah. Um, but also there there is a lot of fear and um, you know risk involved. And I, I think there's just a respect that you have naturally for the people around you doing what you're also doing because you understand what it takes to be at that level. So I think, I, yeah, I think it's several things, you know, and, and most of the coaches are, you know, people who, who came up in the sport as well. Like they just mm. tend to, to hang around. So there's just kind of this, yeah, family reunion atmosphere every time you're on the pool deck together. Yeah, I guess you kind of see that in diving when everyone's finished their dives. They're kind of in the jacuzzi waiting or whatever, and you don't really right. see that in most other sports. Right. It is It is very friendly. Yeah, like tennis, I think you never really see them talking to each other. They're always sitting there in silence. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bit different in diving, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. So if you weren't doing diving, do you think there might be a another sport that you'd like to try um i i don't know i always thought beach volleyball looks kind of fun because you know you're on the beach you're in the sand i thought that looked great but um i don't know i always i always loved flipping so gymnastics and diving were really my my bag so yeah i'm not sure that there's anything else i'd really want to (laughs) do yeah well you tried to go for the Olympics that happened this year, but it meant to happen last year, but you didn't quite make it, did you? No. And, you know, it was, for me, it was just fun being in that atmosphere again, being at an Olympic yeah. trials, having qualified to get there um, and being a part of it. It, it was really fun. Um, I was frustrated, not because I didn't make the Olympic team, but because I didn't feel like I had a very good competition because we'd yeah. only had access to facilities about three months before the Olympic trials. So, and I just had this really bumpy road. I mean, obviously being older and coming back and doing this with kids was, was hard enough anyways. I had a a two level cervical fusion that I spent all of 2019 coming back from. I used my Mm. orthovix bone growth stimulator and, and tried to do a lot of things to come back quickly, but also wisely since I am a mom with four kids and that has to take precedent. But I spent most of that year just trying to get back up to the 10 meter. Um, and so in 2020, I had just gotten back into competition, just relearned my dives again and the world shut down that Mm. March. So I had maybe two and a half, three months there. And then we spent all year on these lower levels and we don't have a platform where I train, we have to go to other facilities and no one would let us in because we weren't part of their team and they didn't want any outsiders coming in with the pandemic. So mm. it was a real struggle just getting access to places. Like when we first started going back, we were making a seven hour drive every Saturday just to go you know, to this pool in San Antonio, like halfway across the state. So yeah. it was really hard to go into a trials because I've been to three Olympic trials before that, always very prepared, always confident, diving well. This 
this is a whole different experience walking into a trial is going, I have only done a handful of each of my dives. I don't feel prepared. I don't feel confident. And, and so for me, that was just really frustrating, not feeling good about my performance. You know what I mean? Not even worried so much about the result, but just, just about the performance itself. Yeah, definitely. And diving in particular would be one of the sports most affected by the pandemic because most sports that are outside would have been one of the first things to be allowed again, but swimming right. pools took a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of the facilities here are indoors. And yeah. so, um, yeah, it was it was much more challenging. Yeah, definitely. I guess a good thing to come out of the Olympics this year was that our Tom Daly finally won a mm-hmm. gold medal after all these years. It was so awesome. And yeah. and his bronze in the individual was outstanding, too. That was such yeah. an amazing competition. And he he didn't crack. He didn't back down. He just kept plugging away. So it was yeah. awesome to see him come away with not even just the gold, but both medals. Um, and and of course, all of his knitting in between. It was just <laughs> I loved it. That was like all the posts were about what's Tom Daly doing? Let's ch- check in with Tom Daly. He's still knitting. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, I think knitting has had a real surge in demand since the Olympics as well. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Well, where are we able to keep up to date with you if we're interested in doing so? Um, well, I mean, I have my website, laurawilkinson.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram a lot. That's kind of where I tend to hang out. And I also have a podcast called The Pursuit of Gold, where mm. I talk to other athletes, coaches, experts, um, and really kind of try to not just get inspiration and encouragement from them, but try to get resources and tools and tips and tricks. So I, I highly recommend checking that out. Great. Well, thanks very much for joining us on the show today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This is fun. 